The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson, returning guest Jean Charlie Clawson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. People might not have even known. That that wasn't me talking with your impeccable I, Australian accent. I'm Jane pretty Kirkman. sure they will not know. Uh, did you do an Australian accent when you were in Australia? I you fucking bet I did. I got one. I ended up getting one. Do you think so? It just went away. I'll do it for you. Yeah, do it. For I'll me. just ask me a cool. question, like. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what should we do on the weekend? I thought that would be a nice general <laughs> question. What should we do on the weekend? Like, what should a person? Now I'm like getting too. <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I reckon all this weekend you. Wait, no, that's a bad one. Hang on. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. All, I reckon um, this weekend you should uh, go to. Uh, there's like a good cafe. It's on the corner of. Uh, it's like near. Um, oh, I love it though. Um, I can't do it. That wasn't bad though, right? <laughs> I got the. That wasn't too bad. That I got some of it in there. Yeah. It goes. You got the nice nasal. Quality of our accent. That's just how I talk. But um, I think I did pretty well with it. Not that I really talked to one, but by week five, I was like, I think I'm getting this down. Yeah. Do you think it's because? Because I think there's like a Bostony element to the. Like I think there must be, there's something in the. We're both like a bastardized British colony. I mean, with the, our weird accents that came from Britain. I think. Yeah. So there's a similarity. But you got this is what I noticed about Australia. I think. The whole country seems to have the same slang, whereas every city and every state in America has different slang. Like, oh, what do you mean? Like in in San Francisco, when I went to college, I noticed people said different things. So in Boston, we'd say "wicked cool." That's wicked pissa, dude. That's fucking so wicked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when I got to college, I met some people from San Francisco, and they kept uh. saying "hella." H e l l a, and right. I'm like, what the fuck is hella? And I'm like, that's hella. This, that's like a West Coast thing, but it's also like kind of tough. People say that, like the bad kids talk that way. I don't know if like the upper crust kids talk that way. It was a very strange thing. So I feel like in Australia, everyone says heaps. Everyone says I reckon, which is so bizarre because I just rewatched Thelma and Louise, and I'm like, you guys talk like our rednecks from the '80s. It's like I reckon and um, full on. Everyone says everyone says the same stuff, and everyone I meet is from all different parts of Australia. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, there are some. It's charming. There are some things that are different state to state, but in right. this modern day, like oh, here's the okay. So I'll give you a good example. In the old days, if you, I think in Victoria and maybe you know, Western Australia, South Australia, I'm not really sure, but like you, you redneck sort of people, even though yeah. that's not really an accurate description, right? Um, it, we're called bogans, right? Bogan oh, yeah, I've heard that. Slang. You're a bogan. Yeah. Which basically just means you're working class or like, yeah, sometimes these days it describes like 
um, they have this thing called, they call them cashed up bogans, which is your kind of your modern day, you know, kind of. Oh, like new money? New money. Okay. Right, you know, and like yeah. people who, they have these McMansions and oh, like, sure. you know, terrible taste and, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, so that's your bogan. And in New South Wales, and I'm not sure if it was Queensland as well, but I know yeah. in New South Wales and maybe Queensland, they were called Bevans. Like, oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So there was a Bogan and Bevan. Okay, thing. so I retract. No, but here's the thing <laughs> that I've noticed: Bogan now, but everyone's taken Bogan. over. Yeah, I everyone like, uses like, it for time, everything. There was a time twenty years ago when yeah. it was like Bogan or Bevan, right? Like depending on where you were from. Yeah. But now Bogan is acceptable everywhere. That's what people were saying about any person that wasn't um, a city person to me. It was if you're some beach person or the type that goes hard on weekends, like people in Brisbane were. Everyone's like, oh my God, Brisbane's so awful. It's like this. I'm like, it's the best place I've ever been. Oh, also, here's, but here's the thing about Australia. I know it used to be bad or whatever. But no, but this is the great lie about Australia, the great lie that all Australians tell to themselves. We're all bogans. Like Australians oh, Americans know that a bogan country, Of course. Right? You're so, all... Like Australia is like 95% bogan. Yes. That's why everybody thinks that someone else is a bogan. <laughs> The, the 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 love I have for you, weird people, and just how you see each other and how you see yourselves and how you think we see you. Like, we know that you guys are all bogans. We've known. And we think it's cute that when you figure it out. Everyone Australian I know is like a little bit off. Like, uh, like um, every, as much as people want to tell me that the stuff I w- was raised on from Australian culture is not right. You people do say no worries. You are laid back. You're all not these. Um, I am so, a neurotic American compared to you guys. It, everyone is just like, whatever. Everyone says no worries and they mean it. Right. And, <laughs> and you're trying to tell me that it's not like the stuff I saw growing up. It is like that. Maybe you don't literally drink Foster's beer, but you guys are just like everything I ever saw. I mean, and I'm no, so glad about that. That no worries culture can sometimes be problematic. <laughs> like if it's more like, hey, mate, um, that house is on fire. Can you put that out? It's like, yeah, no worries. I'll get to that. No worries. She'll be right, mate. It was stressing me out when I was traveling in um, domestically. Uh-huh. It was so strange for me. I would look at my itinerary and go, well, the flight's at noon, but they're picking me up at 11. That's not right. I would call. Uh-huh. You didn't want to get me around nine? Like, what? Nah, nah, it's all right. I go, no, it's not all right. Like, you can't talk to me that way and just go, oh, it's all right. And then like, hang up. I'm like, no. And so then I would get picked up and we'd get to the airport. Somehow everything would magically work out. Uh-huh. We'd get to the airport in 10 minutes. Of course, Because my- we all haven't destroyed our domestic, uh, yeah. like, airplane system in the same way as America. Well, has. I didn't, I like, was like, uh, no, like I didn't have to take my shoes off. Going and they to the didn't airport in ID. America is like going to the Hunger Games. <laughs> like, it's basically, they just get everyone in that building mm-hmm. and then they put all these circumstances so we turn on each other. That's what it is. If we met those same people <laughs> outside the airport, yeah. we would all get along fine. We'd, we'd all be friends and we'd all be helpful. If one of them needed help with their bag or whatever, we go and do it. Right. But the minute they put us in this tiny rat cage yeah. and start doing these psychological experiments, like if someone takes too long to get their laptop out, I would oh. pick up that laptop and belt them to death with it. Yeah, people are – you're right. It's a psychological experiment. Yeah, we don't it's have like that. You didn't have that there. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what airports are. I mean, it was so bizarre. Everything would always work out to where suddenly it was 
I felt like I had all the stress in the world and I was trying to get my ticket and I'm like, oh, but I have to check bags. No, but you don't know. We are going to be late. I'm not going to. And somehow it'd be 1115 and we would have done everything in 15 minutes and we'd be waiting to get on the plane. And then when you guys, you don't board that much earlier. So if the flight's at one, you just start casually boarding at one. And I'm like, um, you know, I'm telling the pilot, it says here we're supposed to be taking off. They're just like, ah, get back there. And you know, like, no, worries, mate. <laughs> no one cares. It's you know, so this relaxed. is Captain Dave, and I just like to say that my forecast for the flight is no worries. <laughs> it It's very good for someone like me. Uh-huh. That's why I like going there. I, I, and this is not me trying to be funny. Maybe I should try to be funny, but I, you know, I get my hair colored every four weeks and now it's becoming almost every three that the grays start popping uh-huh. up. I was there for almost seven weeks. I didn't have any grays grow in. I truly became no worries. I mean, it was great. I looked 10 years younger by my last day in Brisbane. I can show you a picture of me where I look like a child, like I was reverting. I was so relaxed and so happy and so at peace. So there is something to it. I think it's a magic place. Right. I think also it's like the toilets. The your aging <laughs> process goes in the opposite direction is when you're true, down the under. Toilets? No. Okay. Because I've seen the toilets, not to brag, and they seem to just go up and in. The major difference I would say about the, the between toilets in America and mm. toilets in Australia, and this is a broad generalization because toilets are different in different places. But right. if I was going to say the thing that I think is different about them, one, uh, much more uh, m- more more places in Australia that have the half flush option. Yes, that is not really an American thing. No, uh, we like it full. Just flush. go full flush. Just throw all the water at that urine that you can. Right. I mean, you don't need it. I mean, we don't need this clean drinking water, right? We, Let's we just have flush an, it down the toilet. We have a year left of water in Los Angeles. Right. So I'm going to flush So I'm going to full flush. I'm going to full flush my way. <laughs> I don't even, fl- I don't, if I pee, I don't flush. Not to brag about my environmentalism, <laughs> but that's, that's also why I don't pe- have people over. <laughs> because you care too much about the environment. <laughs> yeah. Ca- I can't have like- you over. <laughs> I care too. It smells like asparagus. <laughs> I probably sound crazy. I just want everyone to know that it does not smell like urine. But I do make No, sure. no, but that's what you're meant to do. Yeah. Uh, what is and it? Uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it oh, down. Oh, God, don't even talk about poop. Please. I hate poop. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I understand that I as know. well. Don't even say brown. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I enjoy your people and you're all... Uh, uh, no, but this is what I was going to tell yeah. you about the toilet. Sorry, this is oh, yeah. the half flush. And the other one is, I think, the depth. I think that American toilets, at the water level is always closer to your, like, when you're sitting down. That's like right. the Australian toilet, like, we have a lower water level. I think that's and right. And if I've been in Australia for a while, like, you can, like, it can be, a, like, terrible when you come back to America and you underestimate the, like... You, but essentially, you're like, I've got plenty. Oh, wet hand. Oh. That's not like a good moment in your life. Oh, so why are you talking about poop again? I'm not. You I are because guys generally. don't well, I mean, if put you, their hand in the if, toilet. I mean, if you walk through the story, Jen, but you could have just left it at the. I walked through it as you. And I'm like, well, why right. is Will putting. Oh, he's pooping. Uh, I hate gross. thinking about shit. No, fair enough. All right, well, let's move on. But I, I've said uh, Okay, like so yeah, yeah. you were in Melbourne for the month doing your show in yeah. Australia. Did you do any fun stuff while you were there? Did you get to go and like do touristy stuff apart from the shows? I did it up. I did things Australians didn't know you could do. What? So what did you no, do? I don't know. I went to. Um, I did everything. I went. Um, well, and, and, and later on, I went to the Great Barrier Reef. I went on a cable car in the rainforest. I went on a train ride, an old wooden train. I mean, I was doing it up. 
Um, but in Melbourne, I went to Melbourne. I went to, um, I didn't do too much. I mainly did like bars and restaurants, like went and spent a lot of time in Fitzroy and went, did some shopping. Um, I went to the aquarium. I went to the Aboriginal exhibit and saw the ways in which your people are, are, saw your racism. Um, that was fun. Again, like both, uh, your country and our country. Yeah. The majority of the bad things that were originally done to the indigenous people mm-hmm. were not done to them by Americans or Australians. Mm-mm. They were done by British, British people on fucking tour. You're right. You know what? Let's, I think that we should always, before we talk about what the Americans did to their indigenous people, before the Australians did to them, right. talk about them as a characteristic of who we are. No, it was the last lot of the fucking shitty British people. What a great distinction that we need to think about. Right? Because Now, the ongoing yeah. things we have to take some responsibility sure, yes. for. Yeah. You know, because it's our country now and, you know, we want to go, all right, well, this is the way that... And our Americans had slaves and... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of... But, but when uh, we're talking uh, indigenous way, people, yeah. The bad things done to the indigenous people didn't stop two weeks after the white people arrived. Right, We're right. still nailing that to this day, <laughs> so... Yeah, you're right. Are oh, the fucking British. I know, they just come in and do whatever. Anyway, so yeah. what a great analysis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear Jen Kirkman talking about the indigenous struggles? Yeah, she made up this great point about the British. They, they just, I think her quote was, they just come in and do whatever. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I have to take a beat after she talks and process. Um, she's so smart and articulate, too articulate. So I went and did that. Maybe that's all I did. Um, I walked up and down the Yarra River, or whatever the Yarra? hell that's called. Yeah, uh, many times, a lot of that. I almost got on a little boat trip. The but Upside I Down River, as they call it. Why do they say that? Well, because it's brown. It so is it's brown, like the yeah. Bottom of the what's? Like, oh, I know. Jim Courier. Do you know who he is? The tennis player. He's an American tennis player. No, he was pretty good. Like yeah. back, he had he had red hair. And it was in like in the Pete Sampras sort of era. Jim okay, Carrillo, sure. Like won a whole bunch of majors. Like was a very, you know, good tennis player. Yeah. Andre Agassi, that sort of like era, I, I'm guessing, right? Yes. And so he won the Australian Open like twice or something like that. And he celebrated both times by jumping into the Yarra. <laughs> and I just assume that like no one told him. Because, yeah. Like ordinary Australians don't jump into that. No, river. it's like we have the Charles River in Boston, which is polluted. And when I was little, it ran through the town that I lived in. And when I was younger in high school, we all jumped into it. And I, something like that would have, I would have been in big trouble with my parents. So when I got home, it, and it was like the kind of house where you couldn't just do a little laundry. Like I couldn't have thrown it in and done. My mother had her laundry. She did it every week at a certain time. She would have been like, why is this running? What did you do? I would have been in so much trouble. Right. There was never, I was never not being watched. And so I had to hide it in my like dresser drawers. And <clears throat> it just started smelling after two days like a corpse. <laughs> I just had these wet clothes from the polluted river. And so I got in trouble anyway. But that's what the Yarra River looked like. But I took pictures of it. And people were like, oh, are there crocodiles in there? You know, people on Instagram. I'm Uh like, then I get, there's not crocodiles everywhere, you people. It just made me, it makes me, I don't know how you deal with it. Uh, It makes me crazy. You went up north a bit because you went to the Barrier Reef and things Mm -hmm. like that. So the further north you get, the more there's crocodiles right, but you, I was in, you didn't go to darwin did you no i wanted Cause, to because if you went to darwin oh i went on a, everywhere. i went on a crocodile tour in cans it was the greatest day of my life uh-huh. i mean i really was a tourist i i spent a whole day just jumping from thing to thing because i only had 24 hours so i was like i got picked up at 6 30 in the morning outside my hotel uh-huh. i went on my cable car i went on the the train and the and the caranda something and then i went to 
Joe's Crocodile Hut. And it was amazing. I went on the little boat and they put out the stick with a piece of chicken on it or like an actual chicken. And they get the crocodiles to snap their jaws. They just get a KFC like bucket. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't fried. He loves a zinger. It's a zinger burger. (laughs) It was so great. I was so close to them and I love crocodiles. I'm not afraid of them. And I got to hold a baby one. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. How big was the baby crocodile? About the size of maybe a chihuahua, but okay. longer. Oh. And it was so soft and cute, and, but they had those little mouth taped shut. And I was like, oh, I just love you. <laughs> and then when I handed him back to the zoo woman, he peed all over her. And she goes, he never did that. He's never peed on me like that. He was flipping out. I'm like, he wanted to be with me. I really think I have a thing with crocodiles. crocodiles. I've always loved them you're since I was a to, kid. Maybe you're meant to be with a crocodile. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I meant to maybe work with them or something. Did you hear about Jen Kirkman? She moved to Australia and married a crocodile. Crocodile Kirkman. <laughs> I'm not like into fucking crocodiles. I just well, think. How do you know? I, you know, I don't know, but I assume their skin isn't soft. Like the baby ones. Are, now I'm not into like baby crocodiles, but I'm saying the baby ones are very soft. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, oh, but speaking of. This I is love funny. that that's still the distinction. Like, <laughs> just in case I, anyone's hey, like. Just, by the way, if I was going to fuck a crocodile, <laughs> I'm not going to fuck a baby crocodile. I'm not some sort of fucking weirdo. I'm not Calm a down. It would be a consenting adult crocodile. No, but the, the, the best part of the tour was so we're going through the river and he's like, see that one? That, that guy's 100 years old. And. He's got one tooth and he can't eat the chicken. Like we oh, have yeah. to feed him something uh-huh. else. And they're like, all the women love him because he's one of the only males here. So he dates like 50 year old crocodiles. He's a so hundred. He's so like, like a, even in nature. So he's the Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Of even in nature, somehow these old men with one tooth are like still a catch. Yeah. And I was on the boat, like no one else was really listening. I was like, does anyone fucking hear this? And they're just like, shut up. American, because there's a lot. I was with a lot of Australians. There wasn't a lot of uh, Americans. But on the what planet. I love about that is that you you hear that and you're outraged. But if you were like a men's rights activist, you would use that exact same thing and go, "Well, see, in nature, that's how it works." Oh, right. Of right? course. Yeah, yeah. And then you would start some men's right activist group called the Crocodiles. Like, I have I have started one. I I really started to see their side of things. Um, that did you see they were mad? They were mad at Mad Max. Yeah. The, because that like... It's so amazing. I didn't see it yet. Uh-huh. I probably won't. I don't like to sit in movie theaters. It's just a little thing I have. It uh-huh. doesn't interest me. So um, I probably... But people are like, you should see it. It's so empowering. But it's like, but I don't like gun and violence movies anyway. So I'm not going to see it just because women are doing it. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, I but mean, that was I a lot of dudes. It is, like, you it is it. pretty spectacular. But I just love that, that, that oh, idea I know. that like... It's like... Do you understand how not manly it is to be scared of a movie? That's, you know what I mean? Like, I have to write an article about a movie because I'm so afraid my whatever is going to be taken away. I don't know what. But, I mean, we've had, wasn't Tina Turner in the original? Didn't she kick some ass? Tina Turner was in uh, the third in the... There's three Mad Maxes? Well, this is the fourth. Well, this is kind of a reimagining of Mad Max because Mel Gibson's not in it anymore. I know. Why don't they throw him a bone? (laughs) He's like the hundred-year-old crocodile. We can't let him still have his glory. <laughs> Is it because he's racist and says yeah. weird shit about Jews? Oh, okay. Yep, that's exactly why. I want to maybe because he's also too old. Well, I mean, yes, but I imagine that they would have given him some sort of like just a, like a cameo or something yeah, to walk something, on, right? And be like, "Is he Mad Max? Like, hello, I'm Max. Is that?" <laughs> 
Is that how it, did I spoiler alert? You think it's just about a, like an Australian bloke called Max who's just really mad? Oh, I forgot he's Australian. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mel Gibson is born, born in America and li- oh. lived and raised in Australia. He's Australian. But no, no. I mean, we never used to ma- mention that he was born in America yeah. until the, the whole, you know, Jewish right. Jews, racism, yeah. racism. <laughs> and then we're like, uh, technically, check the paperwork, born in America. <laughs> Could be president of America, unlike the Muslim in charge at the moment. Thank you for saying that. I've been finally, dying to talk finally. to someone about <laughs> That should tell you how much we hate women too, that we elected a black president that most people think is a Muslim named Hussein right after 9-11. Right. <laughs> and not a woman. Not a woman. <laughs> but um, Let's just dip our toe in this one first. <laughs> like how did that – I'm glad it happened. I'm just saying how did that happen is – who cares? That's old news. Old the thing news. about the men's rights activist move, movement mm-hmm. uh, that I find – particularly hilarious like you were saying is that idea that it is meant to be these kind of you know manly tough sort of like you know we're keeping and they're complaining about such minor petty things yeah in like taking a movie (laughs) like a movie of all things to like wave your flag at i think hollywood's had men's backs for a fair (laughs) while like i feel like um and but what if we want to see a movie where a man is the hero? Oh, well, just watch oh, every other movie. Yeah, just watch anything. Just every other movie. Even like a Woody Allen movie, he's the hero, and he's disgusting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like this... Oh, I hate to take him down. I. It's hard for me to... I just love his movies so much. It's hard for me to Cosby him, but I have to. It's interesting. Uh, okay. Let's talk about this just for a second because I think this is an interesting topic. What? Differentiating the um, person and mm-hmm. the sins of the person uh, and the art that that person makes. Yeah. Uh, how much you do it. Mm-hmm. Because I think that we all do it to various degrees, right? Yeah. Like, can people be really mad that, like, we're like, I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore because Ray Rice, you know, bashed his, you know, girlfriend in the lift. Yeah. But they're like, oh, there's a new Sean Penn movie out? Fuck, I'll be there first, right? Sure, yeah. And, like, also a person who domestically assaulted somebody, right? Madonna. So, right. But she still, she says it's a love of her life. Right. Wonder, Doesn't give him a free pass for it, though. I wonder because why. Because a lot of women say that. <laughs> right. And I wonder why she never. But he really loves me. I wonder why she never talked about me. it more. Like, I still want to know exactly what happened. But I do think that for me, once I hear someone does something, I don't give them money anymore. Uh-huh. And then I think, okay, well, like for me and Michael Jackson, I never bought anything again. Well, I did go see This Is It. So that's probably not. But I did think, okay, every, maybe everything before Thriller, he hadn't molested anyone yet. <laughs> I only listen to his pre-molesting material. That's what I think. But I, it, it, but with Woody Allen, I go, okay, Annie Hall's my favorite movie. I can watch it over and over. I'm having a hard time watching it once a year as I normally do because now I just see him as a creep. And so it's not fun anymore. With Cosby, I see the sociopath that he is makes him a great storyteller. And so his comedy is no longer enjoyable. So that I think it's case by case and it's personal to the person enjoying the art. I would just hope no one paying for it anymore and keeping them employed. Yeah, because I think that, I mean, you know, particularly when it comes to things like music or writing yeah. or whatever, like all these people who were, the, well, not all, but like a lot of these people who were like great writers or, or great Or John Lennon, I mean, had a whatever. past of domestic violence. Yeah, and like, yeah. but or, or a range of other terrible things yeah. that they've, you know, done or been involved in or whatever. 
and how you separate those things from yeah i mean it is a hard it's hard i mean and i, I guess just think don't right. go see them i mean i guess you're right when you say it depends on how much you then can enjoy it because you're right about cosby i could yeah. just never enjoy any of his stuff again no like there's this australian guy called rolf harris who that we all were but i wouldn't with. judge someone if they were still listening to it i really wouldn't because as long as they on you know if they were on the right side of things well basically michael but, ja- like post michael jackson we've ruled that that line in the sand isn't there anymore. Like if there was ever a point beforehand where we were like, you know, this yeah. person was like, everyone's like, you know what? His music, we've just decided the music's too good. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's dead now. Can't we all just be happy and have the music? Yeah. The one good thing about Please it. Please let me listen to Billie Jean and not lay a guilt trip right. on Right. This is the best time to listen to it because he's dead. <laughs> not making us feel terrible about it anymore. Except those kids are still dealing with all the whatever he did to them. I mean, that's the thing that I is interesting, right? Yeah. How do we, and I, I was talking about this with uh, somebody the other day about in relation to uh, Francis Bean Cobain. And mm. I was saying, imagine that you live in a world where not only yeah. was your father not there when you grew up because he killed himself, but you are constantly reminded of that. You can't, you wouldn't be able to like walk around any no. day without being reminded that Nirvana right. existed. And that people are worshipping him and maybe she went through a phase of hating, hating him. Hating yeah. Well, she did it, I believe. You I'm know, sure, and, yeah. You know, and but everywhere you went. Yeah. Just like every day. You just, oh, by the way, your dad's still dead. <laughs> like, oh, it would make me, it's amazing she's not a psychopath. I mean, maybe she is, but she doesn't seem like it. Yeah, that's going to be hard. I mean, yeah. So I think that like... And she even said she doesn't even like Nirvana that much. She named like a terrible band from the 90s. And I was like, girl, you're wrong. I think she was like, oh, I'm more of a... No, it was like a terrible grunge band that's not... Ah, I can't remember. Nothing... um, I don't know what it was. Like not... not, Something like that, but not Bush. (laughs) But yes, something like that. And I was like, oh, she's wrong. To be honest, I'm really just a big fan of Gavin Rossdale's solo work. (laughs) She's trying to be... I mean, she's not trying to be anything. She just doesn't like Nirvana, I guess. But... It bothered me. Which, who cares? It's who cares? A, well, I don't, it doesn't and really bother I'm me. I'm sure there'll be a point in her life where, you know, like, but she doesn't need to like them either. No. But I, I just think that would be tough. And I think that if you're someone who was like molested by Michael Jackson, it yeah. might be tough to walk, walk in and buy a pair of jeans one day and like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thrill is playing in the background yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, I mean, I can't buy jeans. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you couldn't I'd go like to a to school know. reunion. No, or a like wedding. I mean, or a wedding. You can't yeah, go nothing. anywhere. Right. But maybe they didn't know his music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it better. Like, well, maybe they're okay because... Well, there was this Australian guy called... And this is one of those things. It's very easy to feel smart after the fact. And I certainly don't want to like feel like I'm minimalizing this or anything. But yeah. there's, there was a choreographer, but he started as a dancing child, basically. <laughs> like... In Australia, called Wade Robson. Right? I know that name. Yeah, well, he came over here and became a quite successful. Uh, you know, he was on like a So You Think You Can Dance or whatever those. Oh, one okay, of the okay. Mentors or you know, and he's right. like he's a very well known choreographer. I believe a couple of things that are like rumored about him uh-huh. was he apparently he was the guy that Britney Spears had the little uh, fling with that, that is in the Justin Timberlake film clip. You know that the, the early on when they. Had split up, and there was a oh. film clip that was meant to be about his like. I think that's right. What, what do you mean, Robson? 
like Justin was yelling at Britney, you cheated on me. Like, what do you mean a film clip? Like, yeah, there was, it was a- like a film, like a video clip, like a, like a, for one of his songs. Oh, uh, and it was allegedly based on this, like. Oh, you know, and he was thing. upset that Britney had cheated. Yeah, and apparently that's okay. You can. Che- I mean, I'm not gonna not like someone because they cheated with Britney Spears on Justin Timberlake. Oh no, I understand. That wasn't what, the point. It's oh, okay. What no, else this did is, he no, do? I, oh. I'm just giving you some background. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone too early. <laughs> okay, you yeah. do the worst juror. You're like not guilty. They're like literally. We've only presented half the side of the story. I don't know why you guys are judging infidelity. People make mistakes. <laughs> For Christ's sake, you have no idea what life is like on the road as a dancer. I mean, like Justin was perfect. Let's <laughs> anyway. Go on, <laughs> Brittany. Why have you brought a lawyer to this meeting? Um. Why is she also a comedian right. that isn't a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all, I don't know. I don't know much about who to hire. <laughs> That's a terrible act. I should be better at that. So um, Wade Robson when it was discovered as a, like a prodigy, prodigy dancing child, right? <laughs> and taken to Hollywood and then became, you know, Wade Robson, you know, the, he was discovered as a dancing child by none other than Michael Jackson. Oh. And at the time when little old Wade Robson, you know, who was like, I think he was like dancing at, you know, SeaWorld up in Brisbane or something, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was like one of those stories where like Michael Jackson's spot, it was like huge news. Like in Australia, this young guy had been like the biggest pop star in the world. Right. Had found this like Just young taking in a show to see some gonna, whales in captivity. Right. And then was like taking it to America. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Michael Jackson went to those things to shop. He was like, yeah, oh, you're one right. of those, one of those. <laughs> Michael really loves, uh, that reminded me, I went to the, when I went to the aquarium in Melbourne, I was like, this is, it's so childish. And I went, oh, it's geared towards children. It's not really yeah. for adults, but no. anyway. I went as well, though, and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I'm, you show me a penguin, I'm happy for like three days. I know. So um, he it was a big news story. Yeah. Like a really big news story. Like everyone was just so happy and celebrating the fact that oh. this kid had been. And at the time, I, there'd not been anything kind of like, you know, proved court. That, that sort of like it was just in the sort of starting to get a bit dodgy Michael Jackson area. Yeah. And I remember saying to people, hey, oh, should we just be as cool about this as we are? No worries. Take them. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> World's most famous pedophile wants to take one of our kids over to America. Probably just for his dancing, though, I imagine. No worries, yeah, mate. I, I think it's the other kids he likes. But Wade's not his type. Wait, no, he doesn't fuck <laughs> Aussies, mate. Just loves them what for the dancing. <laughs> Michael, had it, he didn't fuck. That was his one thing. Oh, I don't like Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody racist, mate. <laughs> That's oh. weird because he's becoming white himself. <laughs> he's like the British. He just comes and takes takes things. <laughs> comes in, takes it in the originally dark country and makes it white. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes the people and transplants them. God, that would have been my dream growing up. I was waiting to be discovered for doing nothing. I wasn't like tapping, tap dancing as well as Wade Robson or whatever. Mm. But I just wanted anyone to drive by my house and grab me and take me to Hollywood. Right. Well, so then he's you, lucky. you haven't quite heard the end of the story. Yeah. So <laughs> Still think it was a beautiful thing Michael did. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, would you listen to the case? Nope. Okay. So then about two years ago, mm. uh, it turned out that Wade Robson came out and went, oh, yeah, so Michael Jackson touched me. Funny. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. Will you touch him on his penis? Well, I mean, yeah. 
Did I he mean, have to do stuff to Michael? I don't really, I didn't get into the details, but it was just like one of those things yeah. where like, there's no, pr- I don't feel happy that I was right. No. So, I mean, I would have preferred to be wrong sure. and Wade Robson not being touched by Michael Jackson, right? Right, right. But why was I the only person <laughs> that from the minute that got a net, like it's a, you're a newspaper. Isn't yeah. Isn't your job as a newspaper to be like, uh, just down the bottom to even like in the last paragraph yeah. go, uh, by the way, should we be worried that this guy's like a pedophile? <laughs> Editor's note. Editor's note. Uh, there have some been some allegations about Michael Jackson being a pedophile. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Well, here's the thing. Um, this is why I think Corey Feldman was molested as well, because he's so fucked up now. And he's so in love with Michael in that victim way. Like, I bet they... Right. He thought they were in lovers. I don't know, almost in the way well, that. Well, I mean, this is why. Be something. And now he thinks he's him. If you, if anyone wants to have a good time, look up Corey Feldman's music video, Ascension Millennial. Hang on, what? You have to look at it. What's it called? <clears throat> Ascension Millennial. Ascension Millennial. I mean, already. <laughs> Please watch it with me. You have to watch it right now. Let's watch it now. He does a music video, and it's like he's Michael Jackson. He's wearing the glove. And it's supposed to be look super cool. And you know when Michael would sing kind of angry, like, ah, ah, it's like that kind of Michael? You can't deal with how good this smooth is. Smooth Criminal, Michael? Is it that one? It has, it has a little it Smooth Criminal to it. Um, then there was a weird song by Michael Jackson where he said uh, some bad words about Jewish people. And they what? were like, oh, what? Like, that's when he kind of stopped recording. He had some song that had the K word in it. Oh, hang on. Really? Michael Jackson did? Yeah. Sounds like Kirkman without the R. I guess I can say, I just don't, I don't want to say it. That <laughs> actually doesn't sound like your, that at all. <laughs> your he career said, as a Jewish comic, Jim Kirkman? Is he that said what he's Kickman? <laughs> no. Yeah. He, no, he said like, he had a song that was like, Jew me, sue me, kick me, kike me. And people oh. were like, what does that mean? Oh. Oh. It's a song called They Don't Really Care About Us, which is about like, I think being screwed over by this, the you would think it's about the black struggle in America, that is but it's run yeah. by Jews. I think, yes, you, the song you feel like it's about the, the black race. You're like, oh, he's finally addressing racism, like, good, yeah. you know, and then it's like goes into this weird area, and people are like, oh, but I think the song never like it came out, but they changed it. So I don't know that I don't have my facts straight on that one. Okay, I'm okay. gonna, I just need to, we need to get through the ad, but Corey Feldman, Ascension. Millennium. Oh, millennium. I yeah. apologize. I apologize. The, not, not any. Are you watching that, it live on the podcast? Yeah, we're going to watch it live on the podcast. I'm going to. Okay, here so we go. So it starts off with a story where he's laying in bed. Uh, oh, with a girl. Uh huh. All right. What, why, does he, why is he wincing? Oh, no, he's just. He's just acting. Stretching. And it's he's, just like, if you know LA, it's like one of those homes in the valley that is technically nice, but it sh- you should have a nicer place if you were a celebrity. Okay. Oh, and look at her. She's. Uh... Turn it on, dude. What's the matter? Isn't there? Can't you turn oh. up more there too? Oh, yeah. I need people to hear this. Actually, they might not be able to hear it very well. <laughs> um. Well, they can I'll look it up. I'll have to post it separately. Okay. So now he's in the shower. The half-naked girls got out of bed. He just went in the shower. Didn't even use shampoo. Just wet his hair. Yeah. Just wet his hair. That's really weird. Wow. Okay, this is... Okay. Okay, yeah. I don't really even know what's going on. Oh, she's putting her clothes on. She's wearing... She, like, by the way... She got out of bed in garters. This girl, (laughs) 
like has gone out of bed. It like essentially in the clothes she was wearing at the strip club when he met her at three o'clock right. in the morning. Oh, I think they have a deeper relationship than that. I don't know if they do because what woman is wearing like who's getting up in the morning? Even if you went to bed in those clothes, like yeah. that's what if you're having a romantic. You know, weekend together yeah. or something. You know, you wear that matching underwear with like the garter sure. belt oh, yeah, and the yeah. stockings and stuff, right? As, as all the ladies do. Is that still on when you get up in the morning? Yeah, you got to commit to it all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> when you cook breakfast in an outfit. All right. So let's get back to the film clip. Okay, so again... Now, now she has on. angel wings on. All oh, right, so she's getting dressed up as an angel. So we don't know if... See, I took it to mean she is an angel, but they just have bad props. No, it's just going to... Oh, here's another angel. Hang on, is this two different women? Or is that the same one? I think it's a different woman. Now, he's dressed like Michael Jackson in the coat, and he's yeah, putting he's... on one glove. Oh, all right. Oh, so he's got two angels, and they're both... Okay. But he was only in bed with one of these girls. Yeah, right? no, he's not a dog. No. The other one was what, in the spare room? Yeah, like, she was, was just... She? Sleeping on the couch? Guy? Oh, hang on. That's a, You know who that is? That's a guy from the Goonies. Sean Astin, and he's that reading is. a Goonies map, so that was a little reference to the Goonies oh, in there. Oh, look at that. That's he what people ca- want, a little Goonies reference. Yeah, he made a cameo. I didn't know Corey Feldman was in the Goonies, but he wasn't. So then he goes out, so he has those horrible white blinds that people have in homes in L.A., a very small pool that looks dirty. Um, and then, oh, there's a neon energy drink yeah, promo a, in the background? Yeah. <laughs> and then the so- when the song really picks up, here it is. Here we go. So he's walking around he the pool. He is so angry. Oh, there's people at his party. He's having a party. Oh, no. I Here we go. <laughs> this is the big. Oh, he's so angry. And you know he he's angry. He does sound like Michael, right? Because he got oh. molested. And But also, you know he's so angry because he's had so much work done to his face and he still looks angry. <laughs> like, you have to be angry to get that much emotion yeah, on a face that's look, had that much like you Botox kind of... and filler. He thinks he's dan- he thinks he's dancing too. I mean, he's a terrible dancer. And then they basically just do the. They're basically Ooh. doing beat it. And now he's oh, they've all got the hat on and they're doing Michael Jackson dance. They're all doing like Thriller, beat it, smooth criminal moves, but terribly. And not not in time. No, not in time. And he's wearing a sequined hat and a leather jacket. Oh, the angels are back though. And he's <laughs> and he's singing like Michael. He's doing that. Nah, nah. I don't know if this song is supposed to be about the millennium or. Well, let's. What? I mean, I'm... yeah, we get it. And he's got black eyeliner on. It's it's a treat for people to just watch at home and feel like this could have happened to me if I'd been a child star. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Thanks. Uh, I've had an allergic. Are people supporting to that. Wade Ro- Robson though? They're not like what a liar. Oh, of course. They, well, you know what the thing is with Michael Jackson is that, and even with Cosby, there's always going to be some people who will yeah. defend you know, that person. You yeah. know, they're never going to believe. People could have walked in with Michael Jackson with his dick in Wade Robson's ear and oh. still been like, well, he's just probably just cleaning out his ear. <laughs> do you know what I, mean? I do think that it's easier to believe an adult. Like weirdly, I remember when all the Michael stuff was happening. It's not that people didn't believe the children. It's that they didn't believe the mothers. I feel like there was some, there was starting to be some cynicism like, well, maybe mothers just bring their kids to Neverland 
and then claim something happened and that so they can sue. Like I, I remember that being which something, is always also the which thing. It's also that, terrible to say. All, but no, but it, it's also the th- the first place you ever go mm-hmm. is you attack the victim, right? right? And. The best way to do it, and if you've ever watched bloody, you know, a television show, like mm-hmm. if you've ever watched an episode of Law and Order or The Good Wife, you know, yeah. the first thing that the lawyers do is basically, you know, pick apart, you know, the opposition. Like, yeah. You know, and this is, a, you've watched it with the Cosby thing. Oh, like yeah. Like people saying, oh, well, they're just, I mean, these women are just coming out for the money. Yeah. What money? Yeah, there's no money. There's actually no money. <laughs> 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 no, Camille might put them in his will. <laughs> they have 45 people that they're adding to the will. How how do you think people would feel? Like, this is probably the only thing that Cosby could do, right? I don't think Cosby could do anything, by the way. But, um, but right, in joke but world. What, yeah, in joke, yeah, yeah. in joke world. What if Cosby came out and he said, look, I've clearly been a terrible person and done all these terrible things and I can never be forgiven. Uh-huh. I'm going to go away. I'm going to take a small – I've taken enough for a house and I'm going to live very far away from everybody else. And, you know, I understand that I've done the, you know, the wrong thing. Yeah. And – the rest of my estate I will divide evenly amongst those victims. Uh, people would get mad at the victims. <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't you think? Because that's what always happens. Yeah. Like people would get mad at the victims. It would be a nice gesture, I suppose. Um, but I'd rather he put all the money into something that helps future victims. Because uh, I think... That's good. I think these women, they're not fine, but... I think they, you know, they're they're all chugging along. All right, I'm gonna try a little read. Here we go. <clears throat> yeah, Ascension Millennium. Oh, <laughs> is truly a thing to behold. Uh, who, who who wrote this? Oh, here we go. Here's his press release. Oh, it's a press release for it. No, no, no. This is an article about the thing, but there's a link to, to the his press, press release. release. So, what is it exactly? It's just a single that he put out a couple years ago. Well, we're gonna find out okay, from the okay. press release. Let's have a listen. Uh, Corey Feldman announced today that on Monday, July 1, I mean, the world has been waiting for the latest Corey Feldman announcement. I can't drink water while you read this. What am I, crazy? Corey Feldman (laughs) announced today that on Monday, July 1, his first music video, Ascension Millennium, will premiere on MTV in advance of the release of his latest solo album, scheduled for August. That's the name of the album? No. (laughs) What's your album called? Scheduled, Scheduled for, for August. August. Okay, yeah. Um, featuring Feldman's Goonies co-star, Sean Astin. Oh, good call, Jen. This marks the first time the two have worked on screen together in over 25 years. Powerful. There you go. Uh, the video was shot in real time. Yeah, we They can couldn't tell. afford an editor. <laughs> Running four minutes and 20 seconds, it chronicles Feldman's... Oh, this is his day in the life journey through the world. Through his home in the valley. It's a day in his life. That's <laughs> yeah. what that's what Corey Feldman's life is obviously like. <laughs> you wake up with a couple of Victoria's Secrets angels. You walk down to your party where you sing some Michael Jackson. <laughs> and you, an energy I mean, drink also, sponsors by time, it. By the way, if this is a day in your life, yeah. how late are you sleeping? That there's already a party. <laughs> you are like the worst party host. Yeah. Because you've been upstairs banging some angel while everybody's outside at your energy drink sponsored party. Is he even home? I don't know. Just When is he gonna come down and do this Michael Jackson bit? Like we have been on this dance floor for three and a half hours nobody... with these fucking hats. When is he gonna get down here? 
when nobody noticed or if they've watched the video, but we didn't comment on it. When he goes outside to the pool area, it's all adults, but there's one young black child dancing alone by the energy drink truck. And I was thinking if that's in his mind, hey, Michael, that's the reverse of what I went through. Right. I was a young child in this crazy world. Who knows? I'm reading into it. Go I like on. it. Well, I think you should. I mean, it's obviously something that's, <laughs> you know, it, it is inviting that sort of thing. All right, hang on. Go oh, my away. God, an ad's playing. No. Oh, my God. Um, so let's find out more about this. Uh, yeah, okay. It chronicle, chronicles his day in the life journey through his world. The trick to executing this, he explained, <laughs> was to shoot the entire video from start to finish with no cuts and no edits. Is that in like Birdman or something they did that? Yeah. It was the original Birdman. <laughs> it was, that's where they got the idea. I mean, I, I personally <laughs> think it was a snub that when they won that Oscar, he did not thank Corey Feldman for the inspiration. Because, yeah. Where else did it come from? Based on Corey Feldman's essential <laughs> <laughs> millennium. I mean. <laughs> it's a similar story too about someone who was once famous. Right. And they shot it all. I mean, I mean, this is a direct ripoff. This is a ripoff. This is actually <laughs> a direct ripoff. Mm-hmm. It's like someone about, oh, they'll never believe that I got the whole idea from watching Ascension Millennium. Because it's Birdman and then we have people with wings in this. I'm just saying. All right. <clears throat> um, the trick to ex- executing this, he explained, was to shoot the entire video from start to finish with no cuts and no edits. Because that's how he lives his life as well, you know? Yeah. No Don't cuts, cut me. no Don't edits. Don't edit me. It's a day in my life. <laughs> and my life, each day, goes for four minutes and ten seconds. <laughs> I That's get up, a, yeah. there's a party going on, I go downstairs, I have an energy drink, I dance to Michael Jackson, and then straight back to bed. <laughs> no edits, no cuts, 100% film. That would be a great day. You just sleep 23 hours and whatever, minus the minutes you do. You do he's a show. koala. Basically, he's a koala. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, it's one live shot all the way through. Uh, the MTV video releases, blah, 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 blah. Oh, here we go. Ah! Now we're learning. See, there's always more to the story. Okay. Some of these things we mocked. Actually, you know, they're starting to bear time. The MTV video release is part of the first wave of promotion of Feldman's brand launch. Oh, he's he has a brand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Corey's Angels. <laughs> what? What's so that's what the angels are, his obviously. Brand, his personal brand? Is well, that or he has a clothing line? Or? Let's find out. I'm sure this press release works for <laughs> Uh, which will include the launch of his new 360 production development and agency, coupled with a private membership club and members' website. I don't what? understand what any of that means. <laughs> hey, are you a member of Corey's Angels? You get okay. I guess it's a sex club. Corey's Angels will be featured in a brand new web series. Ah, uh, web series. Okay. Videos, films, and even a live stage show. Opening in the UK next month. The UK? Yep. Why do we have to send all our crap there? Hang on, just by the way, I'm just going to, because this was like a couple of years ago. Yeah. So let's just. How did uh, that go? Let's just find out what Corey's Angels are up to these days. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any way if this, have they intersected at all with Dave Navarro? That would really bring home. So much. If he knows Corey's Angels somehow. I bet he does. I bet he's banged all Corey's Angels. (laughs) I feel like they're not high enough quality, and I would never say this. I'm saying in the world where you're a pig, I feel like Corey's Angels are a little bit busted. Just, I'm just saying from what I saw. All right, here we go. Let's um, see what we need to do here. Corey's Angels. Okay, they all look like that. 
so let's have a look at the party. I'm on their website, Corey's Angel. Is it porn? I mean, is that what the films are? I mean... I an think, exclusive membership? It sounds like an escort service. Look, I think it's like you throw... If you want to have a party and you want to have a lot of like oh, half-dressed women. women, yeah, then that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from this. So I, I do just, have a birthday coming up. All right. Well, let's... Uh, Let's see how we can book book. Uh, <laughs> I should do that for my single male friends. Like I have nothing to offer them at the party. I don't have any women to introduce them to. I should just hire some of these girls to walk around. Okay, hang on. It's the, the, this website is not very good, by the way. It barely I'm shocked. Anything. So I'm going to see if I can find out uh, anything else. Uh, oh, here we go. I can't believe that it's so funny that MTV doesn't play music anymore, but they played... <laughs> Ascension Millennium. I mean, they still haven't played music if they played that, but it's amazing to me that it actually premiered on MTV. <laughs> um, all right, let's, uh, here we go. Corey Feldman. We went to Corey Feldman's parties. Okay, here we go. Um, this is an article about someone who went to one of these parties. Uh, it's an article about someone who went to one of his parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy got press. Yeah, well, I mean, it's written by the guy. Oh, okay, okay. He went to Almost the, like a Yelp review. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it cost them $300 for two men to go to this party. Um, okay, so it's costing you a lot to go to one of these parties already. So I'm imagining it's just essentially like there's a lot of yeah. women who go for free and then men pay outrageous amounts of money to go and hang out with these women and then whatever happens in Are there, there boundaries? Like... Are, do the men feel they have the right to just? I I, be- I imagine these women? it's one of those things where, um, you know, anything else can be negotiated between the two people. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. I hope they get paid at least, is what I'm thinking. The girls. Who, who fucking knows? But here we go. So gross. Um, okay, they arrived at nine. Uh, a friendly man working the door. Important, uh, important to have. First oh, here we go. Look at this. And by working the door, I mean standing in front of the driveway that leads to the guest house of a large McMansion where Corey lives. Exactly. Corey's a bogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corey <laughs> is a cashed up bogan. That's exactly what he That's is. That's exactly. Yep. Corey Feldman is a cashed up bogan. Explained that there was a ton of party prep to finish and they'd be ready to let us in in 45 minutes. Okay. All right. Guys, we're still cutting carrots over here. Just wait. Right. Uh, at 11 o'clock, there were still only four people there. <laughs> Uh, The only other guests of the party were two droopy-eyed young girls Firmly planted on a couch, frantically texting Hoping to convince someone else to join them (laughs) (laughs) Droopy-eyed, that makes me sad I went outside to enjoy my drinks in peace The Corey's Angels logo was projected on the side of the house The Cabana's advertisers available for the low, low price of uh, $2,500 Sat sat empty There were some novelty penis whistles and some leftover Valentine's candy in each cabana. (laughs) You just paid twenty five hundred. It's not like he represents it in his film clip. (laughs) To sit in a cabana and just go, like blowing your penis whistle. I mean, this is actually really sad. He's like, it's amazing. Um, He's like Gatsby. Well, listen to this. Our host, presumably aware of the lack of attendees, stayed sequestered in his upstairs bedroom. Occasionally walked by the window that faced the dance floor, stared out at the empty abyss. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money to see that. And went back to frolicking with his angels. <laughs> oh, okay. 
What, the two droopy eye girls or different ones? No, I think different ones. I think he keeps the good angels. I love himself. that he's standing in his bedroom looking over all of this. God, it's amazing. <laughs> this is a typical day, that video. Yeah. Oh, okay, hang on. Here we go. Let's see if we can... Uh... Oh, here we go. All right. Um, so there's about 10 or 15 people here now, right? <laughs> I'm skipping through the story. I'm yeah, not going through everything. But uh, then finally, Corey came down the stairs flanked by the glorious angels. <laughs> Looking like a rockabilly Beetlejuice. <laughs> the Michael Keaton tie-in. Oh, man. Uh, he is. That is a very good way of describing what he looks he like. He does look like that, yeah. He wore a gold-striped suit, had his hair slicked back, and sported giant Bono-esque shades. <laughs> Nothing wrong with this so far. That, that outfit sounds good. A certain buds filled the house, and the living room was finally opened up. By the way, if they're still doing these parties, we have to go to one of these parties. Oh, please. Please. That's a great Memorial Day uh, weekend thing to do. I perused his large DVD collection. Okay, there you go. Um, I didn't recognize any of the angels from the last event. This guy's a regular. Though I should be be forgiven for being incapable of telling them apart. I I saw Corey give marching orders to an angel dressed in red lingerie. After he was done telling her he wanted this to be the perfect party, she walked over to us, commence making small talk. Here we go. This is a bit of an insight into what's going on. Yeah, I want to hear what the so small Corey talk is. So Corey gives the angel a bit of, come on, this is going to be a great party. Yeah. This is go my- interact with the people. Go, I know it's just one guy. Go talk to him. I know he couldn't sell the cabanas. <laughs> Try to sell the cabanas. <laughs> Tell him about the penis whistle. <laughs> Push the penis whistle. <laughs> uh, okay, so she walked over to us, commenced small talk, telling us her name was Daisy. Mm-hmm. She was better at pretending to flirt than I thought she would be. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love okay. that he had a judgment about that in advance. She's not going to be good at this. Well, I mean, you know, it's he's Daisy. obviously writing this snarky article yeah. for, you know, like Vice. Um, but, okay, she, she was pretending. But, okay, I could see Daisy graduating to the Playboy Mansion in no time. Right, oh, yeah. Sweet. So that's what the – so this is your pretty much – this yeah. is your, like, your lower legs. This is like yeah. your, your A-legs or whatever it is for your baseball where they get sent back down to the minors. <laughs> Like, Sorry, you've got to go to the McMansion. You know, and you can yeah. hear some buzz up at the Playboy Mansion. You know, Daisy's doing some good. I've heard Daisy's been doing great some work. Some of you and, scouts are here. Right. You never know. Always be on be, your game. That's what Corey probably said to her. He said, yeah. look, do you know what? Yeah. I want this to be the perfect party. We've got some big scouts from the Playboy Mansion. This could be your shot. You never know when it's – you don't know who these guys are. This you, is It's Hollywood. like an undercover cop. Yeah. Yeah. Always be ready to make Always it. Always be ready. Just like that little boy was ready in Brisbane, yeah. and he got taken by Michael. Remember that? <laughs> Pretend you're a little boy dancing in front of a whale. Right. Fucking give it all you got. <laughs> I'm just a boy dancing in front of a whale. Asking you. Asking Michael Jackson to love me. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, here we go. A muscular blonde angel with massive biceps made oh. a beeline to the Street Fighter Two machine. Ooh. Oh, he has machines he has in his a, house. Like a Street Fighter 2 pinball oh, machine. Of course he does. Such a loser. Look at the life he's living. It's so sad. It's so LA. Uh, God, I hate it here. Okay. I don't want this thing to be allowed to exist anywhere near me. He probably lives a mile away from me. Here we go. Uh, Corey squirreled himself and his preferred angels away in a cabana. I wonder if he, he had to pay 2500 And he had his guileless assistant running from the bar bringing him drinks. So he's got an assistant still. I mean, that's nice. You don't know how Yeah. He puffed on an e-cigarette and took some official oh. pose photos with the girls. Douche. 
Here we go. Just as the night was really about to pop off and the attendance figure threatened to break 20, a helicopter <laughs> circled the residence, shining a huge spotlight into the front yard. Some of the angels speculated that it was TMZ trying to get a glimpse at the event. I wonder who it was. The cops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but was there someone on the loose? I mean, you wouldn't call the cops for a 20-person party. Uh, they wanted the music to be turned off, apparently. And they'd pull out a helicopter for that? Was there nothing else going on in L.A.? I guess. I guess somebody's like, hey, trouble at the Feldman place again. Do you want to take the chopper by? See down the angels' tops? That's true. You did. That's exactly what they were doing. <laughs> and the angels think it's TMZ, so they're out there like really showing off like this is the night. Oh, my God. I mean, what if they thought it was Hugh Hefner and one standing on the roof like, just rescue me and take me to the mansion, the real mansion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's what it is. It's Hugh and his chopper, and he just puts down a rope, and he's like, Daisy, your time has come. And that's how he, she just, like, flies off, like, dressed as an angel. Yeah, meanwhile, someone has a religious experience as they see this angel flying through the air. It's the city of angels. So, it's Los Angeles. Oh, God, it's so, it's really bad here. Here we go. Let's uh, find some more out about Corey Feldman. The I'm, city I'm into of this angels. now. It is. Uh, what about this one? City of there's quite angels. a lot of, to be honest, there's quite a lot of articles about <laughs> Corey Feldman on the internet. Oh, this one's got, has this guy got a photo? Oh, okay. No, this one's got photos of what it's like. Okay. Ooh. Can you put those on your website? Uh, Without being sued. Now, this one's a bit more sympathetic. This is the AV Club. This is the difference between getting your news from Vice, with right. a snarky approach, and AV Club. Did, they, did someone from the AV club go to this? No, this is a, the, an article about what's happened. So I'm going oh, to okay. tell you this. Today was meant to be a, cel- a day of celebration. This is by Sean O'Neill, by the way. I should uh, mention uh, this is Sean O'Neill. Uh, today was meant to be a celebration and thoughtful reflection for Corey Feldman as he introduced the world to his new single, Duh. Duh? Duh. D-O-U-H. Duh. That's the name of his song. Yeah, all caps. Duh. Oh, and my God. Yeah, no, that's what like, it is. Yeah. Duh. What is wrong with him? You don't call a song that. This is my new single. Duh. <laughs> so this is the new one from Corey Feldman. <laughs> Duh. He's so, I feel like he's on to himself. Okay. And it's a company video of Christmas Christmas time strippers. Um, oh, the best. All right. Uh, let's. Christmas buy, okay. time strippers. So the problem uh, is here. Okay, look at this. They're, they're, they've even got a beef with Vice. Look at this. The problem again with the publication of Vice editor Jamie Lee Curtis Tate's I went to Corey Feldman's birthday party. Right, this might – yeah, okay, here we go. All right, so it's where Feldman has begun planning the next stage of what he sh- should but somehow does not call his career. Oh, nice work, oh, AV Club. Oh, nice. It's right up your alley. The career. <laughs> He's right up my alley. A 360-degree interactive experience. He's dubbed Corey's Angels. Okay, so let's we're going to find out now interactive, what it's all okay. about, right? Uh, a 360-degree interactive experience is just a euphemism for party. Much like... Right. So if someone asks me in a lift ever, do you 360-degree interactive experience? <laughs> That's right. I know that that means do you party. party. And if they ask me, do I party, that means drugs or sex. <laughs> right. The world is so confusing. (laughs) Uh, 
Much okay, so it's a euphemism for party, much like Corey's angels are just fancy words for girls who are willing to wear lingerie at all times if it means getting to hang out with Corey Feldman. Oh. Okay. I so mean, what does that get you? So that's pretty much your what your experience is. So I mean some of these girls are Okay, well, I'm going to, I don't want to, certainly, I'm not going to judge someone on their appearance or whatever, but just to get a sense of, like, yeah. you know, the party. I think that our our talk about it being sort of your, your next level down from the pros. Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. I mean, not everyone can be a headliner. No, exactly. Right? They're just a little more, um, yeah, it's not that they're unattractive or anything. They're over the edge, but they just look a little... Damage, like you can see their souls, or maybe there's some drug use. There's just something in the eyes. Well, there you know what eyes. it is. There's yeah. a little sense of and like, too much makeup on. And even in this picture I just showed you, yeah, I think like the girl at the front, like it's like you know, you only play Corey Feldman's Angels twice, once <laughs> on the way up and once on the way back down. <laughs> She's seen some things, right? There's yeah. some that have seen some things. There's, and there's some a couple hardness. like you know, bright-eyed, fresh, like just mm-hmm. come to the big city, and she's already Corey's Angels, and she thinks everything's gonna. Uh-huh. And the other ones are like, we know. <laughs> I used to be at the mansion. <laughs> she has like a lot of blue eyeshadow on, which is a no-no. Uh, okay, so you go and hang out with Corey. Um, they, the girls wear lingerie and halos and wings. Um, and you play Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> what a little boy. Like, grow up, you stupid shit. And someone DJs. Uh... One of the guys from the Black Eyed Peas came and DJed. Oh. So that's so he's not, got like quality people. I mean, not, you know, one of the famous ones, but one right. of the other ones. But it's not like a guy that does like a wedding down the street. Right. Like it seems legit. Um, I mean. So it's always at his mansion. It's, it's not a different space. It's, a, it's always at his mansion. Well, then that makes it really appealing for me to go. Because then I would just keep excusing myself and going to the bathroom and looking through his drawers. Right. I just want to see what's in the medicine cabinet. I want to go – I would just start looking around the house. He would never even know I was doing it. Yeah. I mean, I I want to go to one of these things now. I'm up for it. Do you – how much would you – I mean, it's 300 bucks. Would you pay that? Yeah. Am I allowed to – are women, I don't think, are allowed to go? Oh, I I think they're probably allowed to go. I just don't think it's ever occurred to a woman that they would want it. Because <laughs> I want to go Why, for research. I mean, maybe they're not allowed to go. I would dress like a man and go for research. Right. I would go <laughs> investigative reporting. You go, this is my so friend no, Bob. Jen Kirkman goes undercover <laughs> at Corey Feldman's birthday party. I like that it's an Australian news story about me. <laughs> well, you're bigger there. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, my name's Bob or something. All right. Um, let's, uh, I think we've almost learned enough about it, but I wanted to just find out. I wanted to know what the song was about. I wanted to, I thought, we're back to this film. Quickly. About what Ascension Millennial, Millennium yeah. is about? Yeah. So, uh, so the new album, so the new album will have 15 new tracks. It's a lot. Oh, and it's called, it's his first solo album released since 2005. And it follows technology analogy. That was the last one. Technology analogy. <laughs> what? Technology analogy. Um, I never knew that existed. Uh, so he's got fifteen new tracks mm-hmm. and features collaborate. And, and not even the Beatles had fifteen tracks right, on that album. Fifteen new tracks and some bonus tracks at certain retailers. <laughs> oh. Hey mate, you got the uh, you got any of those Feldman bonus tracks? <laughs> 
No, we don't have a Walmart where I live. Man, I uh, just could, did, could not get enough <laughs> of Corey Feldman's music from those 15 tracks on the album. You, you don't have some Corey Feldman B-sides that I can oh, listen to, do you? I, yeah, but I feel bad, you know, giving them to you for free, you know? I'm, I'm not into pirating. So you're going to have to find a retailer that has them. Um, okay, it's got 15 new tracks. Collaborations with Fred Durst. Oh, God. So, you know. Of course. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Wow. But there's no, nothing about what Ascension Millennium is. I mean, I feel like you have to put your own meaning into it. Oh, okay. I am, You know, Corey, I almost don't want to know what it's about because what, I already have an idea. What do you think it's about? Just life. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have any thoughts about what it's about. I mean, but why is it called Ascension? I think he's saying the – okay, this is what I think he's saying. The world is – our consciousness is ascending to a higher place at the turn of the century. Uh-huh. That's what I think he thinks he's saying. The last one or the next one? Ascension Millennium. Oh, the next one. <laughs> the one we're entering into. Yeah, okay. Not, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, have a look at this. It's like I think it's a futuristic thing. They run through the, the, the film clip here, so that's, we'll f- finally do this. Uh, so... Like the okay, like the rest of us, the the former child star wakes up to women in Halloween quality lingerie, takes waterless showers, struggles <laughs> to put on his Michael Jackson gloves, pretends to eat pancakes made by his personal chef, records a song in his green screen guest room, and sleeps in his studded leather pants. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. It it all feels a little confusing. What 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 is this neon energy drink? <laughs> Why did Feldman let his houseguests throw trash in his pool? Why didn't he eat those pancakes that seemed to excite him so much? <laughs> yeah, and of course, is that the jacket? So, the, yeah, so there you go. Is it Michael Jackson's jacket? No. Uh, no. Yeah, let's Google it. It's, there's it no way it is. Be. No, his jacket was in the, like in the Smithsonian right? and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he didn't give one to Corey Feldman. Please make sure, Dr. Conrad. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and you can have this jacket. That actually probably did happen. (laughs) (laughs) He ends every threat with a T. See, are we upsetting people? I feel like you're going to get letters about this episode. I don't get letters. This is Monday. Day. <laughs> I know. I said that last time. Don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> or emails or tweets or I mean, Instagram I get, comments. You know what? Here's the interesting thing about having a podcast. And you know this. Um, well, you know this like from Twitter, all those sort of things. Yeah. Sometimes like people get upset about things that are nothing but also that this this is what this podcast always is right 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 like, like if you're listening to this podcast it's it's the same approach i try to have i'll put it this way it's the same approach i try to have to bad drivers i don't get upset at other people <laughs> being bad drivers mm-hmm. because not because like but the truth of it is that everyone's a bad driver like even good drivers are bad drivers sometimes right okay yeah so Every time you go out in traffic, there has never been a time you've driven anywhere for a substantial period of time where somebody on that trip hasn't done something stupid, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So why do you go out with an expectation in traffic <laughs> that it will be perfect? Uh huh. Okay. Mean? Yeah. So like when you put on a podcast, you yeah, you know you could get in an accident, right? <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, you're right, and I, they know what this is. These kinds of conversations happen. Right. Don't be surprised that the thing that you know what it is was what it was like. You're right. (laughs) You know what? That's a perfect way to put it. 
Yeah. That should be your tagline. I went and saw the new M. Night Shyamalan movie and there was a twist at the end. Yeah, <laughs> there was a fucking twist at the end. That's all And it wasn't has. that good of one. Yeah, it wasn't that good a twist. Yeah, right. You know what? If you've never seen it, if you're Encino Man and you've mm-hmm. never seen a movie before, that's a valid argument. <laughs> Encino Man. That's probably where Corey Feldman lives, by the way, Encino. I think he does live in Encino. I think that was actually... Uh, one of the things mentioned in uh, I have to things. pee so bad you oh, have to okay. pause and I'm going yeah, to die pause. I have to I'm like so we're back we were having a little break <laughs> and we were chatting and then Jen said something and I was just like well we just have to start the podcast again because like, this story cannot remain off air so uh, tell me you were, you're awake this, this, basically we were just talking about not being able to sleep and the weird things you do when that you you know yeah. <laughs> when you wake up alone you know in the middle of the night right so what did you do well thank you. I, it wasn't middle of the night sadly um, it was well so last night let me just preface it that I didn't preface when I told you okay. I had um, because for the audience, you because I know you, but yeah. for the audience, you feel like I need to, yeah, just, I just put this in perspective a little let bit. Let me guys. just because, <laughs> well, let me just say one thing, let me say two things. <laughs> I have been going hard and not going home for months. Uh-huh. Australia was one big party, there was lots of fulfilling experiences. A girl got out and had some fun. Now I've been home for a few weeks, I'm recharging to go on the road all summer for work. So nobody feel bad for me. Everything is great. I am well loved. I stayed home last night on a Saturday by myself. And, As did I. And bought the, the TV series Elf. I did not do that. <laughs> I, I laid in bed by myself and watched it. Now I. For, I'm surprised you didn't greet me by saying Yo Willie. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even think of that. Ah, uh, well, you didn't think about it because your name wasn't Will at no. the same time that the popular TV show Elf was on television. I can't believe we exported that to you guys too. Every fucking kid go, yo, Willie, for like three years or however. Oh, I don't know, you're nothing even like the dad on Elf. I know that, that there was no logic behind the kids so, telling you that. So you've been watching it from the start? Have you been watching no, it? No, from- I skipped around. Okay. So I you- know you got to watch it from episode one. Well, because I wanted to know <laughs> what happened in episode one because I can't remember the or- – How he got to How them. he got to Earth. Like whether – is he just there or is there like a scene of them? Oh, my God. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm like kind of excited about it right now. Yeah, so what was funny because I went – we were talking about how when you go – you decide you're going to stay home on a Saturday and stay in and go to sleep. I slept really hard for an hour and then my body woke up at like 1030 or something and it was like wide awake and it was too late to do anything. I didn't want to go out and I couldn't think of anything to do. And there was, I didn't even want to get into a good show. I know I could have, there's a new show on Netflix. I want to see that has Lily Tomlin and someone else or something like that. I I forget. I was not, I'm not going to get anything. I don't want quality right now. And I could, I just looked, I went to the iTunes store and I, was going to search for I don't even know what, and it popped up popular sitcoms under $10. And for $3, you could get like 30 episodes of Elf. It, I'm not judging it with a modern-day perspective. Right. How does Elf hold up? It doesn't hold up, but I can't believe it held up at all in the 80s because what's wrong with it is not dated. The scenes are so slow. The pacing is so off that it seems like everyone is underwater or high. Like... There was a scene where Alf was holding a seance with a- actress Anne Mira of Steeler and Mira where, I mean, there was such deep things like Alf's. Okay. So the mother in Alf, her mother was moving and there's this nice older gentleman that keeps trying to help her. He's a really good guy. You know, you want a guy like this to be your grandmother's boyfriend and she's a widow 
And everyone's like, why don't you go out with whatever his name was? It was some stupid nickname, like Fizzer. Why don't you go out with Fizzer? And she's like, I don't want to do that. And Alf was like, I think you're afraid to love again. You're basically saving yourself for a corpse. That was one of the lines in an 80s sitcom. And she goes, what do you mean saving myself for a corpse? He goes, your husband's been dead 10 years. You've got to get over Sparky. And I'm like, this is intense for a sitcom that was like, what was I getting out of it as a child? Like there were so few laughs. And then he said, you know, I talked to him because I'm an alien and I also have telepathic powers. And he said he wants you to, to move on. And she started to believe him. And then they held a seance. And basically, Alf had just gone through her things. That's how he knew some details about her ex-husband. It's I mean, her dead husband. That yeah. So they held this seance and he's dressed, you know, like a gypsy um, for added humor. And what turns out he has a tape recorder, like a good old fashioned tape recorder under the table. And it's supposed to be her husband. And so he's hitting play and uh-huh. whatever. So then it starts going because it's rewinding. And the, it takes them way too long to realize what it is. Everyone has a moment of like, what's that? What is that noise? And then all of a sudden, Willie goes, I think that's my tape recorder. And then he slowly goes under the table and finds it and goes and looks at it for five to 10 seconds. It goes, this is my tape recorder. There's no laugh. There's no punchline. It was so, I'm like, I know the writer was a heroin addict, but is everyone on heroin? <laughs> it was so slow. And then they'd have entire scenes like that cut to commercial that didn't end on laughs. Like all the constructs we know about sitcoms. It, it was so weird. And then there's an episode where he just becomes friends with a blind woman. And he's so lonely. He keeps saying, I'm depressed. I'm lonely. And another, he's just playing the blues in the middle of the night on the piano. Okay, it's so- very depressing. Well, <laughs> I, from memory, I think Charlie explained to me that the last episode is pretty dark. So we'll get to that. But let's find out a little bit more about Alf because people might not remember Alf. And now that you've started talking about it, I'm like, I, I was always fascinated by Alf because um, I always thought it was funny when I was a kid. So it's interesting for me too. to remember. And I don't know if you would now because it's not me judging jokes. It's that there aren't any. So I think we were just, I don't know. I don't know what we were clued into because it's very dark also. So yeah, he's the construct is he's an alien from Mel Mac, which is a planet, but he's really like a short, hairy kind of animal looking thing. And he ate cats. And he, he ate cat cats. Eater. Yeah. He loved that was cats. Like the running joke was the like, running he joke. would eat cats. Yeah. And like that he was, was like, a monster. He was it, a monster. From and it wasn't that planet. funny. Like there was a, yeah, there was a scene where when he went to hang out with that blind woman, he found a cat hair and she goes, Oh, I thought I'd clean those up. And he's sm- sniffing it like a wine. He goes, Ooh, Persian 78. And then puts it in his mouth, but it's not funny. But yeah. So then the whole construct is that he can't ever have any friends except for the family because the feds would find out and they would get in trouble or something. So it's kind of, he's stuck in this lonely life. All right. Let's, I don't spoilers by the yeah. way, in case anyone hasn't caught up with Elf and I don't want to ruin your like viewing of Elf. Yeah, uh, no, don't. I mean, you won't. Alf's an alien from the planet Melmac, as you said, who follows a ham radio signal. Look at that. Oh, Look at okay. that, kids. There was a ha- Someone's doing ham radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, signal to Earth and crash lands into the garage of the Tanners. So that's how he gets there. Okay, so in a, he right? was in a, spa- a proper spaceship. He's in a spaceship. Okay. He hears the ham radio, you know, trucker, trucker. Yeah. I've got a bogey on my tail <laughs> or whatever. That's what we say in America. 10-4. Well, oh wait, can I say one thing? In this episode where he's trying to convince the grandmother to date again, uh-huh. he goes, I know you lost your husband. And he's sitting in a box for some reason. He's in just a cardboard box because yeah. he's hiding. Uh-huh. And he goes, I lost my whole world. And you're like, oh my God, it's so sad. It's really sad. It's like the original Marin, <laughs> except that Marin loves cats. That's the only <laughs> difference. 
not only not only did Birdman rip off Corey Feldman, but it turns out that Mark Maron is just ripping off Elf. He's like, he's okay. an alien living in the garage, right? He doesn't feel like he connects with the world. world. And he's like, okay, okay, things. I don't want this pitch to be too transparent. Right. I'm going to start collecting cats. Not to eat, though. <laughs> that's okay. the twist at the end of Barry. I want to know what the last episode is. Yeah, You'll well, tell me later. Okay. Oh, let's, oh, no, we'll get to it. So, um, all right. So they live in the valley. In uh, California? Yep. That's where I live and where Corey Feldman lives. Yep. So uh, Willie was a social worker. Okay. And I spelt Willie with an I-E, which I never knew. I always thought it was with a Y. Oh, Willie no, no. I-E, I-E yeah. Uh, so, so he was a social worker. His wife, Kate, their teenage daughter, Lynn, uh-huh. younger son, Brian, and their cat, Lucky. I mean, Literally the world's most boring family on television, by the way. I, you can't even believe these people. I mean, but if you look at that show from the perspective of Lucky, right? <laughs> I mean, Lucky is constantly living in a house... Yeah. With its, its greatest mortal enemy, a cat eating <laughs> alien. Why couldn't they have done one episode from his point Just of view? Just from Lucky's yeah. point of view. Uh, unsure, okay, so <clears throat> unsure what to do. The, alien, the Tanners take Elf into their home and hide him from the alien task force. I mean, maybe because he's a social worker. Like, he's got like a, they're like more. They're like, well, like, you know, we can't trust the government. I guess yeah. that's what it is. But I mean, they're hiding him from the alien task force, but were they around that day? Like, like, I could be hiding someone in my apartment now, but it's not like the task force was ever nearby. Okay. They're hiding him from the task force. Well, I mean, an alien Oh, because it's true. Yeah, it's thing crashed. And their nosy neighbors, Trevor and Raquel, uh, until he can repair his spacecraft. So, that, essentially, that's the plot. He's just hanging out there until he can repair his spacecraft. He generally hides in the kitchen. It's eventually revealed that Elf's home planet, Melmac, exploded because of a catastrophe involving a nuclear war. What? Yeah. This is some dark, dark 80s shit. shit. Wait, so did Alf know when he left his planet that it had exploded or he finds out later, maybe in the first episode, that I'm not he sure. doesn't even have... So that's it, what he means by he lost his... It eventually revealed, so... That's what he means when he said, I lost my world. Yeah, he reached, God, I want to watch the episode where I he finds out... I lost my world. Oh my God, okay. So sad. It's like really hurting me. Okay. So, so yeah, as it turned out, it wasn't a good thing to watch alone on a Saturday night. It was so existential. Go uh, on. All right. Um, oh, here we go. In the season one episode, Pennsylvania 65000, Elf tries to convince the president of the United States to stop the nuclear program. <gasps> it's so 80s. I love it. As I almost Al- watched that episode last night. As Elf fears that the Earth might suffer a fate similar to Melmax. Oh, this is important television. Though miscalculating his words causes the president of national security called the FBI to arrest Willie. <laughs> Elf was off the planet when it was destroyed because he was part of the Melmac Orbit Guard. Elf, a.k.a. Gordon Shumway. That's his name. I love yeah, it. It's like an old Jewish guy. Yeah. But also I love... <laughs> I love the fact that, like, he's an alien life form. Yeah. But his real name is Gordon Shumway. <laughs> and he speaks perfect English. Yeah. Um, he's homeless, but he's not the last survivor of his species. Ooh, I didn't oh, know that. Oh, I didn't know that. that. That's promising. Mrs. Elf. He becomes a permanent member of the family. Okay. Uh, although his culture shock survivor guilt. See, survivor guilt. <laughs> like, the idea that, that this was a show that was dealing with survivor guilt. <laughs> 
I just never realized that it like he's talking about being homeless. He's talking about survivor guilt. Yeah, we didn't notice this as kids. When you watch it as an adult, you're like deeply saddened. General boredom, despair, and loneliness frequently cause difficult for the tenants. Because A, he, there's no one who relates to him, but B, yeah. he's trapped in this house on this yeah. planet that he's not meant to be at. And there's a cat. <laughs> His favorite delicious meal that they sometimes treat like he's not allowed to eat it. (laughs) Um, All right, here we go. Uh, I'm learning a lot about Elf. I want to watch it. I know, you have to buy it. I'll go on to iTunes next week. It'll be $30 (laughs) because there's a big spike in interest. Because I keep tweeting about it. (laughs) Um, All right, so let's uh, find out more about it. Okay. Despite the problems and inconveniences his present brings to their lives, they grow to love him. Though some episodes make it clear they're also afraid of how their lives would be turned upside down if word uh, that he's been living with them gets out. Yeah. Okay. While most of the science fiction of Elf was played for comedic value, there were a few references to actual topics in space exploration. Okay, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. Yeah, there's one episode they called him a parasite and a freeloader. I'm like, God, this is mean. Changes occur within the Tanner household over the course of the series, including the birth of a new child, Eric. Uh, I don't remember that. Elf's move from the initial quarters in the laundry room to the attic, which he and Willie converted into an apartment, and the death of Lucky the Cat in season four. (laughs) (laughs) There was a season four? Season four. They made 99 episodes. Yeah, they eventually came back and made a couple of extra ones so they could put into syndication because you need like 100 episodes. I don't have time to watch 99 episodes of Elf. Well, now that I mean, I did blow through four in one night. Yeah, so the death of Lucky the Cat in Live and Let Die. I mean, that's... I should watch an episode a day and blog about it and turn it into like that Julia Child thing where she... Oh, my God. (laughs) I think I might do do something with this. Jen and Elf. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have quite the same ring. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, Meryl Streep as Elf. I'm gonna do this. Who was who was oh. the one in Julia and Julia? What I think was, it was Meryl, was Meryl Streep and who Julia though? Child. And, yeah, but, and who, oh, who some was boring the, blonde thing. I no, forget. one of the it's one of the ones who are actually good. Amy Adams. Oh, it was Amy Adams? I think it's oh, Amy okay. Adams. Okay, that was like Julia Styles or something. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, no. Okay. It's Amy Adams. I think it's too many Julias. So it's like uh, Amy Adams as Jen Kirkman when and I, Meryl Streep as Elf. Why can't I play myself? <laughs> I'm not up for the role. No. Oh, I mean, you were up for it. But Amy Adams got it. Yeah, <laughs> it goes out. To be honest, Amy Adams opens bigger than you. We, we're casting a Jen Kirkman type. And yeah. I'm like, why can't I get an audition? They're like, come on. Well, to be honest, Amy Adams does Jen Kirkman better than. <laughs> That's true. She probably does. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, I just want to get to the end to see if. I, I need to know how it ends so that yeah. I can watch it without feeling sad. Yeah. So I can watch the whole series knowing that he ends up okay. Oh, here we go. In this incident, Alf finds out that despite his occasional attempts to catch Lucky with the intention of making the cat a meal, as cats the equivalents of cattle on Melmac. Oh, a meat See? commentary. Again, meat it's industry. a commentary on the idea that like, you know, because in some countries they eat dog or horse and they think right. it's natural, whereas people are repulsed by that. Right. It's making a comment about the idea of like, why... Do we find it ridiculous that someone would eat a cat on right, this planet? Right, because we are cats are cows. Well, not me, but or you, but people are killing our friends, the cows, every day. Man, um, he has come to love and respect the family pet too much to do anything untoward with Lucky's remains. <laughs> with his remains. <laughs> well, I guess I guess when a cat dies on Malmac, it can also be the funeral and the you know food at the wake. <laughs> 
I love that he doesn't do anything to the remains of a cat. Okay. When Alf acquires a new cat with the intent of eating it, he actually grows <laughs> fond of it and allows it to be adopted by the family, although he admits to the tanners he's become the worst kind of Malmachian, a cat lover. <laughs> That's pretty great. Malmac feels like Australia to me. I want to find Just out. Just because it, it, like, it sounds like a place. I went to Malmac, Australia. I did uh, a tour. Went to all the, I went to the Outback. Melmac, it's a very small population. <laughs> Melmac in the Outback. Outback Melmac. <laughs> um, tell me how the last episode ends. Does it tell you on Wiki? wiki? What? Final episode. <laughs> oh, Someone's going to break in thing. and take your computer away. Like, this is not what we intended people <laughs> to use this for. Well, that's like, you know, when they say, like, you know, that the government are, like, seeing what websites and stuff yeah. that you Google. Like, if the government look at what I Google, they'll be like, what the fuck is going on what, with What him? an idiot. We're not, he's no threat to us, this Australian that we've given citizenship to. He just sits around Googling Corey Feldman and Alf. Seems like he's stuck in the past a bit. Here we go. Okay. Oh, my God. If, if it's something sad, I might start crying. I think we may have talked about this on the podcast. Not you and I, but I just... Need You've to talked about out. Alf before? We've talked about Alf, Alf before because we've talked about the final episode of Alf before. This you have? This familiar to me. Not That's this insane. other stuff. But yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Oh, I'm sorry everyone who has to hear this twice, but I no, need no, to no. know right now. We've talked about different things. I can't remember. It must have been so long ago. That... Oh my God. I love that it's come up before. Okay. I really hope that he ends up back home and, and meets another yeah, alien what's your, life. What's form? your hope for Alf at the end of... Then he meets another alien life form and is happy and Mel Mac got like turns out that rebuilt Ma- somewhere turns else. Turns out, yeah, that it was a complete... Well, no, I think, it, I think it's... I think there's another planet just like Mel Mac that his people are on and he f- goes back. In 1986, <laughs> a friendly, wisecracking alien crashed into the Tanner's garage, claiming to be the only survivor of his destroyed planet of Mel Mac. Despite being able to fluently speak English and explaining <laughs> that his name was Gordon Shumway, the Tanners dubbed him Elf and only referred to him as uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Actual quote from the first episode. Uh, oh, so they've gone to... The, uh, this is... Okay, this is good. The alien task force show up at the door because uh-huh. they've... They've obviously seen, yeah. So this is first episode, right? right? So they know this alien task force. Hang on, what's going on? And she and Kate, the mum's like, well, what would happen if you'd catch him? And this is what they say. Uh-huh. Speaking about the darkness of this show, we'll see how it responds to intense heat, freezing cold, high voltage, toxic substances, pain, sleep deprivation, inoculation—that's needles—and of course, dissection. Oh. Why don't you just pull his toenails out? You didn't let me finish. <laughs> that is dialogue from the first series of Elf. <laughs> what I thought was this friendly puppet show turns out is this like predictor of Guantanamo Bay military injustices. I mean, it's about <laughs> torture. Oh, it's great. But I love how also in the thing she asked, what would you do? Like as if she doesn't have an alien there. Okay, here we go. It starts when this is the final episode. Uh-huh. Um, it starts when Alf receives a message from two surviving Malmachians, letting them know they are going to colonize a new planet. Oh, God, I'm right on the pulse. And want him to join them. Yes. Jenna Kirkman. I got my dream. You, your happy ending. <laughs> 
finally. As long as I stop reading this right now. <laughs> no. As long as I do not go on from this That's sentence. That's right. He decides his spaceship doesn't work. If you'd want to remember it like that, no, then I everything is fine. Give me the truth. I can handle it. Elf is torn between the continued survival of his species and his new family. Finally, he decides to join his own kind. The Tanners throw him a farewell party and have a very emotional goodbye and drive him to the outskirts of town to meet his friend's ship. Then, just as a spaceship is preparing to pick him up, the alien task force shows up. Shut the fuck up. These guys again? Surrounding Elf. Frightened and low on fuel, his Malmachian buddies fly off. The agents close in on Elf. What? Shut the fuck up. And the credits roll. That's not true. Leaving the viewers to assume the adorable wisecracking Elf is hauled off to be burned, frozen, poisoned, stabbed. That's a joke. Is this a joke article? No, no, no. That's what happened. This is how Alf ends? Well, here's the thing. Eventually, six years later, ABC aired Project Alf, a TV movie that explained Alf hadn't been executed yet. (laughs) But he'd been tortured. But was scheduled to be. Are you? I'm not. (laughs) Shut. Are you fucking with me? Is this real? (laughs) This isn't a joke fan fiction? No. This, is, what this is how my favorite sitcom as a kid ended. And I wonder where I get my pain. I mean, this fucked me up. Right. This is it. It's dark. I was okay with this. I mean, it's pretty fucking crazy, right? Well, it must have ended when I was a lot older, though. I was probably 14 when it ended. I mean, I'm, I'm devastated. So I'm, I can't even watch... The show now, because I know how it ends. No, no. I mean, yes, you can. I mean, you just... But I know there's no happy ending. I can't sit there when he's depressed and go, oh, but it'll get better. It doesn't get better. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike perhaps some young gay people who have the support of famous gay people that make YouTube videos. Yeah. It doesn't get better for Elf. It doesn't get better for Elf. Oh, my God. I'm really like... If you're a cat-loving alien out there, I just need to tell you, it doesn't get better. I feel really despondent right now. Yeah. Whew. Okay. I know. They close in on him and the credits roll. Not even like MASH ended that way. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a sitcom. God, it's beautiful. Well, as a writer, how did this get on the air? I love the eighties. I love America in the eighties. I just like to imagine that it was like it was like it's it was such a dark script originally. Yeah. And then like in some Hollywood production meeting, they're like, What if the aliens are puppet? <laughs> That'll like, take some up of until the then, yeah. it was just this really dark thing. Like it was his take on like Mork and Mindy, like but done really like dark. It was gonna be like oh, a yeah. breaking bad, this like tortured character coming yeah. from this other planet. And then the studio have gone, we can make it. But that tortured character's got to be adorable puppet. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see a complete reboot of Alf? The only difference is that Alf is played by Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> How genius would that be? Word for word, every episode, we just redo it and just, we know different people, but Eddie I mean, plays Alf. But yeah, but without the laugh track. No laugh track. No laugh track. Shot, shoot at it, but like just remake Alf. Well, you know what's funny is I was noticing in many scenes, Alf is walking. So I was thinking, oh, I don't think this is shot in front of a live studio audience. I don't know why I thought that. Suddenly. But I think it is just a laugh track. Like, it never was filmed in front of people. So for the people on set, they were not hearing anything. And they were just having those weird moments where just Alf says, I lost my, my world, and then stares off. 
That's maybe where the timing was so off because they were like, do we hold here for the incredible laughs? For Probably. Let's, yeah. And then to... when you're home not laughing, you're like, why are they pausing after everything? It's what? not, what they're saying is not funny. And also every episode, I think they had no money. Every episode so far has taken place at night, even though there's no reason you can just see the windows. It's dark. And then people will open the door and come in and then the door stays open. You're like, why aren't you shutting the door? It's the weird, I need people to just watch a couple episodes. I want to talk about this online with people. Please watch out. Will you please watch an episode and let me know what you think? No, I'm definitely going to watch an episode of <laughs> this. I'm... I need to hear your adult writer brain comedian's opinion of if you recognize anything from your childhood. Because I don't, I don't recognize anything. Well, I don't remember any of that plot or any of that. No, darkness. no, but I don't recognize the feeling I got watching it. Like right now, I only have sadness, and I'm like, what? Was ha- maybe I was a sad kid and it was tuning into my sadness. Maybe I wasn't laughing and my memory's off. I don't know. But it, and it started bringing up a lot for me last night. Like, what was my childhood like? I think there was some, like, I think I was a dark, sad kid. I know other people have probably figured that out, but I'm just realizing it. I think that's what it was. I don't think I was laughing at Elf. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just imploding. It's <laughs> like amazing. Like, I've just had this big breakthrough. <laughs> What did you do? Did you like go to Peru and take ayahuasca with like monks? No, 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 no. I watched a couple of episodes of Elf on a Saturday <laughs> night. I really fucking learned some shit. <laughs> oh my god, this has really been moving. Yeah, it has been. All right, well, I have should... to go to get my nails yeah, done now. Go, yeah, we wind it up. This is good. That was a good note to end on. So, uh, Jen Kirkman, <laughs> where, where can you? Where can people find you and all those sort of things? Oh, I'm like, on a know. major tour all summer of America. So jenkirkman.com. Um, Click on those tour dates, baby. And uh, oh, and I have a Netflix special that's out now, streaming worldwide. Oh, so in Australia and everything as in well? Australia, yeah, New oh, Zealand. Well, Australia is massive on Netflix. It's just come in and like the, I know. The I was rate so excited. Of people taking it up has been amazing. So I've this is actually a good plug. We can we yeah. could probably yeah. If all the people who listen to this podcast in Australia, Downloaded I imagine it. the people percentage of those people who have Netflix. If you all downloaded like Jen's, you know, and watched yeah. Jen's like special, it would like go right to the top of the yeah. yeah. Give it five star yeah, ratings and do stars. all those sort of things. Please do, and you can have like a big hit special in Australia. I would love that because I don't want to live here anymore. I'm like Alf. I want to crash into it. <laughs> I was seriously like almost about the the la- my last day in Australia. They screwed up my plane ticket, and I had to stay an extra day. And I almost was like, I'm just not going to leave and just see what happens. I couldn't leave. So, um, yeah, make it a, make me a big hit there. And then it's called I'm going to die alone, and I feel fine after all this Elf talk. That's where I got my sense of humor. I think that was the original <laughs> title of Elf. I'm going to die alone, and I feel fine. Oh, and I, I'm going to die alone, and I feel Alf fine. Feel fine. <laughs> Oh my God, I don't know if you should call this episode I'm Gonna Die Alone an Elf, Feel Fine, or Ascension Millennium. <laughs> okay. It's got to be either one. All right. Well, anyway, that's my plugs. Enjoy it. Uh, and uh, my plugs uh, next week, I will be uh, at the Soho Theatre for two weeks in uh, London, uh, London, England. Uh, if people could come and see that show, that'd be awesome. Oh, we're going to have support to tea and then go see Will's show. It's uh, cheap on the first couple of nights or cheaper on the first couple of nights. And uh, that's also when, India, because when you do a two-week season in London, uh, that's also when all the reviewers will come. So come on those nights if you're thinking about which night they come. Come on the first couple and, you know, then it'll get some momentum and everything will be fine. Uh, And (laughs) 
Then on uh, the Saturday night, June the 6th, uh, I'm doing the first ever live uh, faux fop in the UK. That will also be at the Soho Theatre, 11.30, Saturday night, June the 6th. That is on sale. So if people want to come and see that, Felicity Ward is going to be my guest. And then there will be another guest. I don't know who's in London, so I have to get there and find out. But Felicity Ward is definitely in for it, and there'll be somebody else as well, I'm sure. Uh, And then after that, uh, July the 11th at Nerd Melt, I'm doing Free Will there. And then in Montreal, as part of the Just for Last Festival, I am doing Free Will there. And Jen Kirkman will be in Montreal. Oh, yeah, doing my show there too. Uh, and then uh, Free Will uh, at the Sydney Anmore Theatre, uh, first weekend or second weekend of uh, August is on sale now. And uh, in Perth on the weekend of the 10th of October, that is also on sale. Those Free Will tickets actually went on sale today. So uh, please uh, check those out for the end of the tour. All right, uh, that'll do. Thank you, Jen Kirkman. You're so welcome.